Sports Talk New York with your hosts, Mark Rosenman and A.J. Carter. Sports Talk New York is sponsored in part by Prince Associates for all your insurance needs, the Phoenix Tube Company, the law firm of Declator Cohen and DePrisco, Solomon Jewelers, and General Needs Charity, serving our homeless veterans with dignity. And now, here are your hosts, Mark and A.J. Joining us now is a man who attended his first Ranger game in the old Madison Square Garden when he was about 10 years old. Like so many of us, he immediately fell in love with the game and began reading everything he could get his hands on about the sport of hockey in the New York Rangers. He started writing about the New York Rangers in 1988. His retro Rangers column for Inside Hockey is a must-read all the time. His work has also been published in the Ranger Game Night program and 201 New Jersey Magazine. He's followed up his amazing book, We Did Everything But Win, with his latest, Guardians of of the goal, the history of the New York Rangers goaltending. It is a pleasure to welcome him back to Sports Talk New York. Welcome, George Grimm. How you doing, George? Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having, having me on. It's always our pleasure. So, you know, we've had you on in the past, and I don't ever think I've asked you this. I know that you went to your first Ranger game when you were 10, but tell me more about that night and why you fell in love with the sport of hockey. Oh, well, you know, the, the color, the excitement, the fact that the fans reacted as one when the Rangers scored, or moaned as one when the Rangers got scored against. Uh, it was just a, a nice. It, it was a. It was a good time. The the old garden was all filled with smoke, and a lot of steps to walk up because we sat in the end balcony, and um, it was you know. And I was with my father, and that's it's a, you know that's a big thing for a kid. So um, that's that's how it all began. And after the game, my father brought me down. Near the ice, he showed me where the penalty box was. He showed me where the uh, where the players' benches were, and it was it was quite an uh, experience. So that followed on the Rangers not just finding a tie between you and your father; it also helped you find your wife. So, why don't you tell us how you've met your wife in an oh. AOL chat? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, this was in the days of AOL <laughs> chat rooms, and um, um, I was in a Ranger chat room, and I was talking to somebody about something, and uh, she she had seen me, and she um, you know, shrunk it down to the bottom of her screen, and I was getting ready to ready to uh, log off for the night, and her screen pops up, and you know she calls me Georgie, and I said nobody ever calls me Georgie, who's this? So then we we started talking, and she's a Ranger fan of her parents had season tickets for the Rangers, and and. Um, we hit it off right away. We got married uh, about a year or so later in uh, 1998, maybe, and uh, we've been married ever since. It, this is long before the days of left, right, left swipe, right, right swipe, right. range of chat rooms. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's yes. unbelievable. It the old AOL chat rooms. <laughs> so, you know, the dedication of this book is dedicated to all the past, present, and future goaltenders of the Rangers and to all of us who wish we could join the ranks for even the pregame warm-up. As you chose to write a book about Ranger goalies, I'm also wondering if it's a position you played growing up, or what is the reason why this position interests you more than others? Well, yes, I, you know, I did play or you know tried to play goal when I was a kid, and um, you know I had some success in some games. I just <laughs> wasn't very good. I remember one year I read uh, Jacques Plante's book on how to play goal. I think it was called Goaltending. And the following game, I led in ten goals. So I went <laughs> home and threw, you know, threw the book away. Uh, but um, yeah, I've always been interested in uh, goal tenders, and 
looking through the uh, roster of Ranger goalies in the past. I knew the names, but there's a lot of them I didn't know anything about. So that's basically why I started to research the book, and um, that's how the book came about. So your last book, uh, We Did Everything But Win, had the perfect forward by Emil Francis. Once again, you score a hat trick if getting someone for you know, the, the forward. Especially for you, I have to imagine a, a guy that you know, reads so many hockey books to get Stan Fischler to do a forward to your book was special. How did that come about? Yeah, that was a real thrill. Um, I asked him. <laughs> he, he liked my, uh, you know, everything, uh, we did everything but win you know, a lot. And uh, we became friendly, and uh, I asked him. He said, yeah. So, yeah, go. Yeah, good. <laughs> Can't beat that. No, absolutely not. And, and your first book, as we had, when we had you on the air, and we tell everyone all the time, such a, a well-written book, such a great book, so many great stories. It was a tremendous success. How much pressure did you feel when writing this to, to live up to that standard of that first book? Yes, I, I uh, understand the question. Um, yeah, it was um it was um it was pressure, yes. Um the uh the first book after I had read it about six or seven times because you have to read it a lot while you're doing the editing process. And about halfway through each time I would say, Hey, this is a pretty good book. <laughs> you know, this one this one didn't really strike me like that right away because, you know, it's a different kind of book. It's more of a uh, of an uh, encyclopedia, you know, kind of book. And uh, but you know I did get that feeling towards the end where I said hey you know this is pretty good you know because there's some interesting stuff in there. Well, the Rangers have such an amazing history, and there have been so many different books, different ways, of whether it be one season, whether it be you know Howie and I Rangers by numbers with all the players. Um, this particular book focuses on all the goaltenders. How did that idea pop into your head, and how did you start that process? Um. Um, you know, because um, you know all the all the uh, all the goaltenders of um, you know on the Ranger you know, roster, they have had uh, ADA goalies, and you know, looking through them, I knew most of the names, but some of them I just didn't know anything about. So I started to research them, and um, that's how the book came about. You know, because some of them only play for one game, maybe play for one period if they if they filled in for uh, an uh, injured goalie, and. Um, but they're all in there, and um, you know that's how it all came about. You know, research, and then, then you know, I would write about it. You designate eight of the goalies as franchise goalies: David Kerr, Chuck Rayner, Gump Worsley, Eddie Jockman, John Davidson, John Van Beesbrook, Mike Richter, and Henrik Lundqvist. What free, what was the criteria for you to make them franchise goalies? Yeah, well, they had to be uh, uniquely uh, identified with the Rangers, um, and they had to set the bar for those. Who would follow? Uh, each one of those guys set the bar for the you know they they uh, set records and they held records until the next guy came along and and you know knocked them off. But they were all um, franchise goalies at the time. So there's so many great quotes in the book. How many of the the players, uh, coaches, and GMs did you speak to when you know throughout the entire project? Uh, probably about ten or twelve. Uh, counting Emil Francis and uh, John Davidson, and um, you know a bunch of goalies who I interviewed. Um, about, yeah, I would say that. So, what I love about the book is that for a guy like Dave Dryden, who played one game for the Rangers, you share a great moment from his career. It wasn't 
his Ranger game, but it was a, a game where he played against his brother, right. which has some pretty unique circumstances in and of itself. Could you tell our audience a little bit about that game? Yeah, um, it was uh, it was Montreal against uh, Buffalo, and um, the game was supposed to be a matchup between uh, Dave Dryden and, and uh, Ken Dryden. But at the last moment, uh, right before the game, the Montreal coach switched to um, another goalie who I can't think of right now. It might have been Rogie Vachon. Yeah, Rogie Vachon. Yeah. And um, and so uh, Punch Imlach took uh, took uh, his his uh, goalie out. He he uh, removed uh, his brother Dave Dryden and put in their backup goalie. And then um, midway through the game, Rogie Vachon got hurt, and and uh, Ken Dryden came in for Montreal. And so Punch Imlach put uh, his brother back in goal for uh, uh, his team. So so all. All the goalies you looked at who played for the Rangers, was there one story, that, other than this was a great story about Dave Dryden, that struck you as most surprising, your favorite story about a goalie or how somebody came to play goal for the Rangers, whether it's a game or a period? Yeah. Well, in the 1942-43 season, which was the uh, war years, the first year of the war years, the Rangers had gone through four goalies that year. They, they actually opened the training camp without a goaltender, so they had to bring in, uh, bring in Steve... Uh, Steve Pazinski, the Puck Pazinski, and he, he lasted nine games. He didn't play very well. They brought in uh, a guy named uh, Jimmy Franks. Uh, he broke his arm midway through the season. Then they brought in Bill uh, Beveridge from the Cleveland Barons of the AHL on loan, and he played pretty well. But at the end of the season, Cleveland was uh, in playoffs, and they wanted him back. So the last game of the season against Montreal, the Rangers didn't have a goalie. And Montreal had to win the game to actually make the playoffs. So Montreal loaned the Rangers one of their farmhand goalies named Lionel Bouvret to play goal. Uh, Not very well, right? <laughs> he, he gave up six goals. The Rangers lost 6 nothing. Montreal made the playoffs, and the Rangers went home. And it just kind of smelled fishy to me, you know. <laughs> So and I looked at you know in all the research I did I didn't couldn't find anybody who you know raised hell about it so it, I guess it was just a common thing back then. Yeah, I think we call for federal investigations. Uh, and, that happened and, and he later went on to be the general manager of the Houston Astros. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so uh, that's a great story. And I know from from doing you know AJ and I the book we did and, and books I've done with Howie. One of the biggest thrills as an author is when you come across a story similar to that that really not that many people know about. Right. Was there another story that you came across like you said? I, I can't believe no one knows about this story. This is great. Well, you know, there's all the oh. Um, you know, there's all the um, the times that uh, that uh, Joe Schaefer had to go in and play for the Rangers. Now, now uh, he was an office uh, uh, manager out in Long Island. He was in his 30s. He was an off-ice official for the Rangers. He was their practice goalie. And uh, on two occasions against Chicago Blackhawks, uh, he had to come down from the stands to get dressed and play golf for the Rangers because. Uh, one time, Bobby Hall uh, skated over Gump Worsley's hand and tore some tendons. Another time, Gump tried to make a save on on uh, Hall, and he he um, he ripped his knee up. So, thirty something, you know, uh, you know, 
year old man uh, he had to go down and play golf for, for the Rangers against Chicago. And uh, the uh, Rangers lost both games, of course, but uh, I don't think Joe played all that badly, but I think, I think the Blackhawks probably, you know, uh, eased up on them because if they really uh, tried all out, you know, you know, he could be dead. You know, they could, <laughs> they could, you know, aim high and hit him in the head, and that's all for Joe Schaefer. We're talking to George Grimm, author of the the new book Guardians of the Goal: a History of New York Ranger Goaltenders. Uh, you just mentioned Gump Worsley, and there are two stories in the Gump. You know, section that I love. One of which is about his his feuds with his coach Phil Watson. The other one is not you know um, as playing for the Rangers, but when he came back to the Rangers, he was actually hit with an object from the stand. So, could you tell us a little bit about those two two issues with Gump? Yeah, that was between the that was in uh, the the nineteen sixty seven season, I guess, in the Old Garden. Uh, this is when he, after he had been traded to Montreal, um, he came back and he was playing a game and somebody threw a hard-boiled egg at him and uh, it hit him in the head and he was out for weeks. He had a, uh, had a, uh, you know, lump on his head. He had a uh, 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 concussion. Uh, I think uh, Rogi Rashad filled in for him. And, um, you know, so, uh, you know, that's that's what happened with that one. As far as uh, Phil Watson, Phil didn't like Gump, and Gump didn't like Phil. Um, they always say that uh, that the Watson was the kind of coach who would take credit for a win but blame everyone else for a loss. And um, he was all, always on Gump for his weight. And Gump, yeah, he was a little heavy, but he was very athletic. He would he would go down to make a save and bounce right back up again. He 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 was really you know good that way. And he was a good goalie, but he did, he had the Raiders in front of him all those years. <laughs> and uh, then when he went to Montreal, he won cups. And you know, uh, Jacques Plante, uh, when he was with Montreal, he won seven cups and I, I think seven uh, uh, Vision of Trophies. He came down here and he faced more shots, more rebounds, and um, he just wasn't half as good as he used to be. You mentioned that about you know gumping on the Rangers, uh, you know at the time where he went other places. But the the joke for him was when people would ask him which team gives him the hardest time, he would say the New York Rangers. The Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's also there. There are other great stories here and as well. And it's funny because right now Howie and I are doing interviews for Rangers first, and we've spoken to a lot of goaltenders. Two of which are, which are in your book but two of which couldn't be more opposite, and that's Steve Baker and Jill's Graton. Tell our audience a little bit about those two and how completely opposite they are. Well, Jill's Graton is uh, he's out there. He, he, his, his interview, uh, when I interviewed him, I, sometimes I wasn't sure if he was um, you know, really telling me the truth or whether he was making things up as he went along, but... Uh, Jules is, um, he was a, he, you know, he only played to making the money. He didn't really want to play hockey for the Rangers. Uh, in fact, when, uh, when he was, uh, here, that's when we had, uh, John Ferguson as coach. And Fergie had a habit of walking in the uh, locker room and throwing a puck at either JD or Jules Gatton. And, uh, and he would play that, you know, uh, that's how he would, that's yeah. how he would indicate who was yeah. starting the game. In the game, and when Jules um, didn't have to play, he would actually you know, get up and do a dance in the locker room because he didn't want to play. 
Now, as far as Steve Baker is concerned, very nice guy, very, very, um, very good goaltender. He was probably on track to be the Rangers' next franchise goalie because he was a very good goalie. And um, he, you know, unfortunately, he he uh, blew out his groin very badly on Halloween afternoon, late 1981, in the Boston Garden. Uh, and he, he, you know, he. Um, you know, was able to come back after that, but you know he was always, you know, worried that he would, you know, blow it out again, and um, that was basically the end of his uh, career. But you know, it's a shame because he was a very good goalie. He was big, like, like uh, JD. He had a very good uh, glove hand, and um, but it just didn't work out. Very intelligent guy as well. Yes. Which goalie was your favorite to write about? Uh, I guess uh, Gilles Vermeer. Oh, interesting. Uh, of all the goaltenders, what, what made Gilles so special? He was a very uh, humble man to interview. Uh, I really enjoyed, you know, talking to him. Uh, I, it was more of a of a conversation than an interview. Um, uh, Bob Froze was very interesting too. He's a he's a minister in uh, upstate Pennsylvania. New York now. Right. Um, Eddie, um, as far as my favorite goalie growing up, that would be uh, Eddie Jockerman. Um, best goal I, I ever saw with the Rangers is probably Henrik Lundqvist, who I would put in there on the, on the, uh, the seventh game of the finals, uh, Mike Richter. Right. But, uh, so it's so interesting also the way you break down the chapters. And when you look at it and you see the periods when you know, the Rangers had some really good goaltending and then some not-so-good goaltending. So Ranger fans who are my age got to see, as you mentioned, great goaltenders with Eddie Jockman, J.D., a couple of lean years, but then back up with Beezer, Richter, and Hank. But someone who was born in 1990 basically went from Richter to Hank and maybe the next franchise netminder in Igor Shosturkin. Um that could end up being the holy trinity for Ranger goaltending. Um, how would you define the Beezer to Richter to Hank era? Would you think that may be the greatest sustained period of quality goaltending the Rangers have ever had? Um, yeah, you could say that. Uh, I mean, uh, Van Beezer was a very good goalie. He he, um, he was the the core guy that uh, that they uh, built teams around back then. He was. They said he was hard to deal with sometimes, but he was a very good goaltender on the ice. Mark Richter, um, he turned some shots into uh, adventures, but he uh, eventually had that that um, uh, career year in 94, and he won us a cup, and we could not have won it without him. And Lindquist is a very good goalie, and I, I don't know if he's going to end his uh, career with the Rangers, but he's a very good goaltender. And, um, you know, as you said, you know, going from one to the other, um, Ranger fans who are growing up now, someday the bomb's going to fall out and you're going to be really disappointed. Right. But, uh, you know, right now they're, they're out there. there. Right, right. That, that's just it. They're, they're, it's, it's like a Yankee fan when all of a sudden Mariana Rivera is not there. You know, yeah. money right. in the bank and all of a sudden, you right. know, that, that's how you would equate it. Um, when all said and done, the Glenn Sather era will be remembered goaltending-wise as probably uh, Hank and Igor. But he had lots of really good quality backups, but he also had a lot of swings and misses. How would you rate Glenn's job outside of Henrik? Um, as far as goaltenders or yeah. overall? Uh, goaltenders. Um, yeah, he, he, um, you know, there were years there he had a signed, uh, Guy, uh, Hebert. Hebert, um, 
Um, he had uh, Cam uh, Talbot, Marty Biron. Yeah, guys like that. You know, uh, Valaket. Yeah, well, you know, Valaket was 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 good, but he was a um, you know he was uh, you know only a backup. Right now, uh, now Cam Talbot was a very good signing. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a very good goalie, and you know it's a shame that that we had to let him go, but um, he was a very good signing for. Uh, and, and and Ronter also. So yeah, I mean he he he's had a pretty keen eye for the goaltenders. There are some really cool photos in this book. How tough was it to find some of these photos? Uh, don't talk to me about pictures. Pictures <laughs> are hard to get. Pictures, yeah. uh, you know, you guys know that too. Everything yeah. is owned by by Getty Images, yeah. and unless you want, unless you get deep pockets, you're not going to get them. So what I did, I found some some people who uh, had their own private collections, and. Um, and uh, who had their own, uh, who uh, who uh, had bought the rights to pictures somewhere along the way, and I got them from them. Yeah, they're great. Because, uh, pictures, you know, as you know, they're very hard to get. Absolutely. Where can people get a hold of this great new book? Oh, uh, Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, and like, I like to say wherever fine books uh, <laughs> are sold. George, thanks so much for your time tonight. More importantly, thanks for putting out another outstanding range of books. They, they're, for me... There can never be enough Ranger books out there in the market, right, especially when right. they're as well-written as the, the ones you put out. Thank you very, very much. Our pleasure. George Grimm, author of Guardians of the Goal, a history of New York Rangers goaltending.